Section 11 of About Orchids, A Chat. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. About Orchids, A Chat by Frederick Boyle. Chapter 7. The Lost Orchid. Not a few orchids are lost, have been described, that is, and named, even linger in some great collection, but, bearing no history, cannot now be found. Such, for instance, are Cattleya jongiana, Cymbidium hookerianum, Cypripedium ferianum, but there is one to which the definite article might have been applied a very few days ago. This is Cattleya labiata vera. It was the first to bear the name of Cattleya, though not absolutely the first of that genus discovered. Cattleya lodigesii preceded it by a few years, but was called an epidendrum. Curious it is to note how science has returned in this latter day to the views of a pre-scientific era. Professor Reichenbach was only restrained from abolishing the genus Cattleya and merging all its species into Epidendrum by regard for the weakness of human nature. Cattleya labiata vera was sent from Brazil to Dr. Lindley by Mr. W. Swainson and reached Liverpool in 1818. So much is certain for Lindley makes the statement in his Collectania Botanica. But legends and myths encircle that great event. It is commonly told in books that Sir W. Jackson Hooker, Regius Professor of Botany at Glasgow, begged Mr. Swainson, who was collecting specimens in natural history, to send him some lichens. He did so, and with the cases arrived a quantity of orchids which had been used to pack them. Less suitable material for dunnage could not be found, unless we suppose that it was thrust between the boxes to keep them steady. Paxton is the authority for this detail, which has its importance. The orchid arriving in such humble fashion proved to be Cattleya labiata. Lindley gave it that name. There was no need to add Vera, then. He established a new genus for it, and thus preserved for all time the memory of Mr. Cattley, a great horticulturist dwelling at Barnet. There was no ground in supposing the species rare. A few years afterwards, in fact, Mr. Gardiner, travelling in pursuit of butterflies and birds, sent home quantities of a Cattleya which he found on the precipitous sides of the Pedro Bonita range, and also on the Gavea, which our sailors call Topsail Mountain, or Lord Hood's Nose. These orchids passed as Cattleya labiata for a while. Paxton congratulated himself and the world in his flower-garden that the stock was so greatly increased. Those were the coaching days, when botanists had not much opportunity for comparison. It is to be observed also that Gardner's Cattleya was the nearest relative of Swainson's. It is known at present as C. labiata warneri. The true species, however, has points unmistakable. Some of its kinsfolk show a double flower-sheath very, very rarely under exceptional circumstances. But Cattleya labiata vera never fails, and an interesting question it is to resolve why this alone should be so carefully protected. One may cautiously surmise that its habitat is even damper than others. In the next place, some plants have their leaves red underneath, others green, and the flower sheath always corresponds. This peculiarity is shared by Cattleya labiata warneri alone. Thirdly, and there is the grand distinction, the one which gives such extreme value to the species, it flowers in the late autumn, and thus fills a gap. 
those who possess a plant may have cattleya in bloom the whole year round and they alone accordingly it makes a section by itself in the classification of reichenbachia as the single species that flowers from the current year's growth after resting section two contains the species that flower from the current year's growth before resting section three those that flower from last year's growth after resting all these are many but cattleya labiata vera stands alone we have no need to dwell upon the contest that arose at the introduction of cattleya mossiae in eighteen forty which grew more and more bitter as others of the class came in and has not yet ceased it is enough to say that lindley declined to recognize cattleya mossiae as a species though he stood almost solitary against the trade backed by a host of enthusiastic amateurs the great botanist declared that he could see nothing in the beautiful new cattleya to distinguish it as a species from the one already named c labiata except that most variable of characteristics colour modes of growth and times of flowering do not concern science the structure of the plants is identical and to admit cattleya mossiae as a subspecies of the same was the utmost concession lindley would make this was in eighteen forty fifteen years later came cattleya warshawitchi now called gigas then next year cattleya trianae cattleya dowiana in eighteen sixty six cattleya mendelii in eighteen seventy all labiators strictly speaking at each arrival the controversy was renewed it is not over yet but sir joseph hooker succeeded lindley and reichenbach succeeded hooker as the supreme authority and each of them stood firm there are of course many cattleyas recognized as species but lindley's rule has been maintained we may return to the lost orchid as time went on and the merits of cattleya labiata vera were understood the few specimens extant proceeding from mr swainson's importation fetched larger and larger prices these merits indeed were conspicuous beside the season of flowering this proved to be the strongest and most easily grown of cattleyas its normal type was at least as charming as any and it showed an extraordinary readiness to vary few as has been said were the plants in cultivation but they gave three distinct varieties van hutter shows us too in his admirable flora de ceres cattleya labiata candida from cyan house pure white excepting the ochreous throat which is invariable and cattleya labiata picta deep red from the collection of j j blandy esq reading the third was cattleya labiata pescatorii white with a deep red blotch upon the lip formerly owned by messieurs rouget chauvier of paris now by the duc de massa under such circumstances the dealers began to stir in earnest from the first indeed the more enterprising had made efforts to import a plant which as they supposed must be a common weed at rio since men used it to pack boxes but that this was an error they soon perceived taking the town as a centre collectors pushed out on all sides probably there is not one of the large dealers in england or the continent dead or living who has not spent money a large sum too in searching for cattleya labiata vera probably also not one has lost by the speculation though never a sign nor a hint scarcely a rumour 
of the thing sought rewarded them for all secured new orchids new bulbs eucharis in especial diplodenias bromeliaceae caladiums marantas aristolochias and what not in this manner the lost orchid has done immense service to botany and to mankind one may say that the hunt lasted seventy years and led collectors to strike a path through almost every province of brazil almost for there are still vast regions unexplored a man might start for example at para and travel to bogota two thousand miles or so with a stretch of six hundred miles on either hand which is untouched it may well be asked what mr swainson was doing if alive while his discovery thus agitated the world alive he was in new zealand until the year eighteen fifty five but he offered no assistance it is scarcely to be doubted that he had none to give the orchids fell in his way by accident possibly collected in distant parts by some poor fellow who died at rio swainson picked them up and used them to stow his lichens not least extraordinary however in this extraordinary tale is the fact that various bits of cattleya labiata vera turned up during this time lord hume has a noble specimen at bothwell castle which did not come from swainson's consignment his gardener told the story five years ago i am quite sure he wrote that my nephew told me the small bit i had from him forty years before was off a newly imported plant and i understood it had been brought by one of messieurs horsefall's ships lord fitzwilliam seems to have got one in the same way from another ship but the most astonishing case is recent about seven years ago two plants made their appearance in the zoological gardens at regent's park in the conservatory behind mr bartlett's house how they got there is an eternal mystery mr bartlett sold them for a large sum but an equal sum offered him for any scrap of information showing how they came into his hands he was sorrowfully obliged to refuse or rather found himself unable to earn they certainly arrived in company with some monkeys but when from what district of south america the closest search of his papers failed to show in eighteen eighty five dr regal director of the imperial gardens at st petersburg received a few plants it may be worth while to name those gentlemen who recently possessed examples of cattleya labiata vera so far as our knowledge goes they were sir trevor lawrence lord rothschild duke of marlborough lord hume monsieur j chamberlain t statton j j blandy and g hardy in england in america mr f l amis two and mr h h honeywell in france comte de germini duc de massa baron alphonse and baron adolphe de rothschild m trerin of bordeaux there were two as is believed in italy and now the horticultural papers inform us that the lost orchid is found by mr sander of st albans assuredly he deserves his luck if the result of twenty years labour should be so described it was about eighteen seventy we believe that mr sander sent out arnold who passed five years in exploring venezuela he had made up his mind that the treasure must not be looked for in brazil turning next to colombia in successive years chesterton bartholomeus kerbach and the brothers Kleboch overran that country returning to brazil his collectors overslees smith bestwood 
went over every foot of the ground which Swainson seems, by his books, to have traversed. At the same time, Clark followed Gardner's track through the Petra Bonita and Topsail Mountains. There, Osmers traced the whole coastline of the Brazils from north to south, employing five years in the work. Finally, Digence undertook the search, and died this year. To these men we owe grand discoveries beyond counting. To name but the grandest, Arnold found Cattleya Persevaliana. From Colombia were brought Odontoglossum vexillaria rubellum, Bolia coelestis, Pescatoria clabochorum. Smith sent Cattleya O'Brieniana, Clark, the dwarf Cattleyas, Pumilla and Prystans, Lawrenceton, Cattleya Schroederi, Chesterton, Cattleya Sanderiana, Digence, Cattleya Digenciana, which received a botanical certificate from the Royal Horticultural Society on September the 8th, 1890, but they heard not a whisper of the lost orchid. In 1889, a collector, employed by Monsieur Moreau of Paris to explore central and north Brazil in search of insects, sent home fifty plants, for Monsieur Moreau is an enthusiast in orchidology also. He had no object in keeping the secret of its habitat, and when Mr. Sander, chancing to call, recognized the treasure so long lost, he gave every assistance. Meanwhile, the International Horticultural Society of Brussels had secured a quantity, but they regarded it as new, and gave it the name of Cattleya Warroquiana, in which error they persisted, until Messieurs Sander flooded the market. End of section 11